Welcome in, everybody. Well, this is uh, first in a long time. I'm recording a podcast, and I'm joined by someone who I've hosted a lot of shows with, although it, uh, it's been a while. Stephen Barber. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great, Alex. It, it has been a while. What's it been? Uh, six years, seven years since our last show? Not that long. Uh, actually, probably a good, a couple. good five a or couple six years. after you graduated. That's true. So, because we used to host a radio show together back in college, and what was our what was our call line? WDUB, the Doobie. Yes, radio station that well over the air no longer exists. <laughs> they just do. They do online stuff. They only stream. We were we were back in the day. I mean, back back then though, like six years ago, being able to stream as a college radio station mm-hmm. was awesome. We were, like, cutting edge at that point in time. Yes, we were. You know they actually used to play us in uh, American Eagle? Yes, not us. Not us, the no. Station. They, would, they, they would never have put our takes in. <laughs> our take, I mean, let's be real. American Eagles were also closed by the time uh-huh. we got on the air. That so. is true. Yeah, no, they, they weren't playing us on American Eagle. I should, I should specify. Yes, the, the station definitely, definitely not our crap that we that we put out there. Good uh-huh. Lord, we so had you know, fun with it though. We, we did, we did. So you know the uh, the, the new station. I that it's no longer uh, being broadcast over the air. Is it still WDUB the Doobie or? So I think I assume it's just the Doobie. Like du- well, WDUB the call letters. I don't know what happened to them mm-hmm. because so WOSU bought them. And now, but they changed the call letters to like WOSX because it's essentially an extension of the same uh, frequency that they already have. Oh, really? So yeah, now WOSU has all these, all these stations across central Ohio for all their stuff. It's a great station, don't get me wrong, but it's <laughs> kind of sad that uh, I guess our legacy in uh, radio has died. Mm-hmm. Terribly disappointing. Eh, they, only, yeah. they only sold it for what five thousand dollars or something. Oh, there were there were some FCC fines, but ah, that's, that's true. You, you Google it, and you can find all you need to know. The reason we are here today, though, is to give you a little diversion from everything, and we are going to draft because that's the popular thing to do on podcasts. <laughs> we're going to draft Browns quarterbacks since nineteen ninety nine. There are no real rules to what what the point why are you drafting all these players it's not like we're going to play football with them or anything like that but just to just to draft them really and so the rules that we are saying is that all of the Browns starting quarterbacks which I believe is 29 since 1999 I'm not going to go and count right now along with two others who did not start a game are for the taking Terrell Pryor, because he was five of nine. He did play quarterback for the Browns for at least part of a game. And Charlie Whitehurst, who also played quarterback for part of the same game. Neither started a game, but both of them played, I would say, had made memories as quarterbacks for the Browns. I'd say that's fair. Let's go with that. So, no, oh, oh, doesn't, oh. doesn't mean they will be drafted. Josh Cribbs. I don't think Josh Cribbs played that much quarterback for the Browns. Uh, yeah, he was like their uh, Wildcat guy back when that was hot, wasn't he? Wildcat, good Lord. <laughs> Let's see, I'm looking up. Joshua Cribbs 
let's see here. Is there? There's a passing line. Over the course of eight years with the Browns, he only completed four passes. He was four of 12. I don't think that's enough. You don't think so? I mean, you have to you have to factor in uh, all the times he ran the ball as Cleveland's quarterback. I, let's Which, see, rushing and receiving. That's kind of hard to say exactly how many times he actually did that, but that's true. Uh, according to Pro Football Reference, he did run the ball 128 times. If if mm-hmm. you want to put Josh Cribs, if you want to put Josh Cribs on that list, that's fine. He's also eligible. Doesn't mean we will draft these guys. And then the other one, Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert is not Garrett eligible. Gilbert. <laughs> Garrett Gilbert only threw Garrett Gilbert Garrett Gilbert attempted three passes, did not complete any of them. So I would not be drafting is, him anyways. <laughs> I, I I mean, if you wanted former Texas quarterbacks who played for the Browns, I mean that you could draft him and uh Colt McCoy and you'd be already two in there. Uh did Vince so. Young ever start for the Browns? No, Vince Young, I don't I don't remember Vince Young as a Brown. Oh, he was on the team at one point. I think he might have got caught in the, the preseason, though. That is possible. Let's see here. Vince Young on the Browns. I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah, 2014. Uh-huh. He got a tryout with the Browns in April of 2014 and then was released two weeks later. Yep. Okay, well, he is not eligible for this. Fair enough. He was 30 at the time. That was six years ago. Goodness. Right, I, you know that would have happened right at, right around when we were hosting a radio show together. <laughs> so that that would be why you would remember the Vince Young era of the Cleveland Browns. Who could forget? Who could forget? So you, we flipped a coin. You have the first pick here. A lot of names to choose from. Who are you taking with the first overall pick in our Cleveland Browns quarterback draft? I'm taking Baker Mayfield, hands down. You're taking Baker Mayfield. Taking Baker Mayfield. The guy who led the 23rd-ranked offense in the NFL last season despite having the second-leading rusher and 2,000-yard receivers? I'm taking that guy. Exactly. Yeah, okay, it's fair. Last year was a down year for the guy. You have to remember the coaching situation. Uh, They clearly were not running an offense that played to his strengths. He's not a downfield passer. He's not a seven-step drop kind of guy. He's a West Coast quarterback. When they, uh, his rookie year, when they were running Todd Haley's offense, they were running a West Coast offense. His numbers were great. He played great. Last year, towards the end, once they started sort of shifting more towards a West Coast offense where he could actually take advantage of his abilities, he played much better. Earlier in the year, junk, I'll admit. But I mean, he, he did lead the league in – did he lead the league in picks or no? He didn't lead the league. He was he threw twenty two touchdowns, twenty one interceptions. Still a positive number. Barely, <laughs> barely. Let me put let me put that in here. So you are drafting Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, with the first overall pick. All righty, let's see. So I've got I'm on the clock next. So I have a lot of options. A lot of options. Do I want to re- the question is do I want to reach for one or do I want to go with somebody where it's pretty obvious? And I think I have to go with the obvious guy who I mean I can't believe he fell to number 2. It's got to be a guy who was a pro bowler for the Cleveland Browns in their 10-win season and that is Derek Anderson 
who does, who takes this game very seriously. He wants you to know. <laughs> now, why are you picking Derek Anderson number two? Because Derek Anderson was a Pro Bowler for the Browns. Remember oh, that? Yeah, that's... He was a Pro Bowler in Joe Thomas's rookie season. He he was that 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 team was ten six. They almost made the playoffs. I mean, he was ten and five that year. Twenty nine touchdowns, nineteen picks. So, I mean, Pro Bowler. That's that's pretty good. Okay, that's that's fair. So, my my all time favorite uh, quote about Derek Anderson. Uh, this was years ago. This is this is the year before he was the uh, before he ended up starting uh, after uh, Charlie Fry. Um, yeah. One of his uh, position coaches uh, actually described him because he, you know, obviously coming in, he had this fantastic arm strength, but yes. uh, he, he couldn't hit anything, right? Right. So they just they described uh, giving Derek Anderson the ball to uh, giving Stevie Wonder an M sixty and telling him to hit a target sixty yards downfield. Well, I mean, if if Steve, but here's the thing: there are plenty of people who believe Stevie Wonder can see. Oh, is so. that right? <laughs> Just ask Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaq tells the story about getting into an elevator with Stevie Wonder, and nobody said anything, but immediately Stevie Wonder's like, what's up, Shaq? <laughs> so take with that what you will. We've all, seen, we've all seen Stevie Wonder Stevie Wonder block that microphone stand. So Either way, I guess it's your pick now. So right now, first round, you have Baker Mayfield. I have Derek Anderson on to round number two. All right, uh, round number two. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take. Uh, I know it's a lot of great options. I know <laughs> we've got like the the two best guys. Oh, actually, uh, Brian Hoyer. I'm going to take Brian Hoyer with the third overall pick. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. All righty. He has the um, single highest winning percentage of any Browns quarterback since they came back. Yes. In fact, he, in fact he has a higher winning percentage than guys like Bernie Kosar and Brian Sype at 62.5%. I believe he's the only Browns quarterback with an above 500 record since, the, since uh, they returned. That is true. Although there are two quarterbacks with 500 records. We'll see if either of those guys get drafted. Actually, I almost drafted one of those quarterbacks um, second overall. Oh, really? Yes, because he's a pretty pretty good quarterback. Oh, actually, no. There is one other quarterback since I returned that has a above 500 record. I'm trying to see who that that would be. Let me see. Oh, no, at, no, no, never mind. No, he's, he's just played for so long that it seemed that way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, so there are um, – so, yes, Brian Hoyer, 10-6 and six as the Browns quarterback. Hmm. Pretty good. And then he – what happened that he, that he just was almost run out of town, it felt like? I mean, he it, by no means is he an elite quarterback or anything like that, but 10-6, and six, I mean, that's not too bad considering you're the Cleveland Browns quarterback. I mean, that record gets into the playoffs most years. Yeah, I mean, most years, unless you're the Browns, of course. Of course. Let's see, Brian Hoyer. I mean, and he hasn't really played much. He was a local guy. I mean, how do you... 
how do you let him go? I guess I guess he got a good enough deal from Houston. Of course, the Browns were seven and nine, right? They were seven and nine in twenty fourteen, right. and then they immediately went because they went seven and nine under Mike Pettin mm-hmm. the following season, three and thirteen. Yep. I mean that that's a four win difference for Brian Hoyer. Well, who replaced him though? Combo of Josh McCown, Johnny Manziel, and Austin Davis. <laughs> oh yeah, Johnny Manziel. Maybe yep. that's why. Maybe that's why Brian Hoyer was run out of time. See, they didn't so much let him leave, or, or they didn't. He didn't so much. Um, it's not that he took a better deal in Houston. They just pushed him out for Johnny Football. I, I can promise you, I will not draft him. You may, but who Johnny Football? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Don't I don't I owe you a steak dinner or something? Yeah, Over you, this guy? you you do you do. Back in college, we bet we bet a steak dinner, and I lost plenty of bets over different little things. Mm-hmm. But the big one was you thought John Manziel was going to be such a good quarterback. Yep. You thought he was going to be the Browns. This was a new day, a wonderful thing. <laughs> I mean, and every Browns fan they fell in love with one of the guys with one of these quarterbacks who they drafted. Maybe it was Tim Couch back in the day. Maybe it was Brady Quinn. My personal one was Colt McCoy. Other people had Brandon Whedon. You I don't think, I don't think anybody fell in love with Brandon Whedon. There were people who thought he was great. Oh, my gosh. That was a, that was what a, he's doing. He's a good passer. He's a pocket passer. That was immediately a bad pick to any, everyone. Oh, yeah, let's draft the 30-year-old baseball pitcher mm-hmm. with the with the 22nd overall pick. That's going to go well. <laughs> but Johnny Manziel was the one that you fell in love with, and I knew. I was like, there's uh-huh. no way this guy's going to be good. And you were about to graduate, so and you were like, well, I'll have a little money. Let's bet a steak dinner on this, a nice steak dinner. So you still owe me that like five, six years later. Yeah. Oh, well, um, Next time I'm in town. <laughs> next time. Yes, next time. So now it's my pick in the second round. And as much as I want to go like as a homer, and again, I fell in love with Colt McCoy. I would love to draft him here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can. I think I have to go with the guy who I almost drafted number two overall. Career 500 quarterback with the Browns, Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome who came off of, he had surgery, uh-huh. I believe, some serious surgery, hadn't really played, like he hadn't played that well at least. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the Browns, he didn't play that well. He, play, he did not start another game after leaving the Browns. He played in one game for the Houston Texans in 2011. God, that was, a, that was 10 years ago when, when Jake DeLome was the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. So think about this. The Cleveland Browns are so bad that the number four overall pick is Jake DeLome in his twilight years. Not even, were, not even, not even was, prime Jake DeLome, right? This is, this isn't true. That was, this is Brown's Jake DeLome, right? Right. This is not, yeah, this is not the Jake DeLome who was in Carolina, who was like, wow, this is a good quarterback. This uh-huh. was, <laughs> I mean, well, wasn't there a Bill Simmons who nicknamed him? Was it him who uh, he nicknamed Captain Checkdown? Captain Checkdown. <laughs> it was either him or Kyle Orton, wasn't it? Let me look. I'll have to. I'll have to check. But God, that team was five and eleven, back to back five and eleven um, seasons. Team President Mike Holmgren 
head coach Eric Mangini. God, that's that's oh, a bad Eric team. Mangini. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a bad word. <laughs> well, another next time we'll draft Browns coaches, and that one I'm sure will be. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be entertaining. Uh huh. Something like that. Something like that is right. All right, so uh, on to the third round. The third round. I th- so this is where it starts getting tough. We're we're kind of uh, we're we're drafting different levels of bad at this point. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay, so I'm going to go with a guy who was at various times somewhere between mediocre and below average, which for a Browns quarterback is actually pretty good. But he was actually somewhere between mediocre and below average. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going with uh, Tim Couch. Tim Couch, Wait. who started a lot of games mm-hmm. for the Browns, was the was the main starting quarterback the season that they actually made the playoffs. I mean, that's a that's a really good pick considering. I mean, he fell. Fell to the third round. Can't believe right. it. It's a good call. Good call. Um, he has more career wins for the Browns than any quarterback since their return. Not saying and, much. <laughs> no, but I mean, there are only one, two, three. I mean, he's in the top 10 for career wins for the Browns. And that's, a, yeah, technically he shares that list. I mean, he's, he's on a list <laughs> with Hutto Graham, Bernie Sype, or Bernie Sype, Brian Sype, Bernie Kosar. <laughs> so do with that what you will. Five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that's that's correct. Although Baker Mayfield's only uh, two wins short of that list. Oh, Derek Anderson's on that list. No, number he's nine, four, four wins short. Four wins short because uh, Vinny. Oh, game start. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong list. One, two, three, In terms of four, wins, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Geez. but but twelve wins. Uh. <laughs> That's so depressing. <laughs> I mean, it's Tim Couch. You, you, you look at you look was, at the list of guys. Uh. Yeah, it's sad, but Tim Couch was not the worst. He just, I mean, Tim Couch is one of those where you almost wonder if he had gone to a team that wasn't the Browns. Uh huh. Could he have been pretty good? Maybe. I mean, it's one of those where, like, people talk about David Carr the same way. Right. The dude was just constantly getting shelled at some point. You know, it just sucks. Well, it's like a lot of quarterbacks. That seems that's the one position where if you're not going to an organization that's set up for you to succeed, you're going to fail. You know, it's one thing I feel for running backs or linemen or wide receivers or, you know, pretty much anybody on the defensive side of the ball. But if you're a quarterback and you do not have an offensive line in front of you, especially if you're a young quarterback, mm-hmm. you are not going to be successful. Very true. Now, according to Wikipedia, which definitely true and accurate, Tim Couch holds the distinction of being the only quarterback in NFL history to throw two game-winning passes of 50 yards or more with no time on the clock. Interesting. I guess and he has that going for him. He did both of them with the Browns. Therefore, the Browns clearly have not had everything be terrible. Now, what what year was that? Is it uh, one mentioned? was nineteen ninety nine? One was 02. Interesting. 
It is interesting. Now, now on to my pick mm-hmm. in the third round here. We'll do five rounds. Um, oh, man. This is, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because, I mean, there are some true Browns legends still out there, like Robert Griffin III. <laughs> I mean, there are two McCowns still available. That's that's a lot. <laughs> um, I think I think I have to go with a guy who won a Super Bowl as a player, definitely not with the Browns, and a guy who also has now won a Super Bowl as a coach. I have to go with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Wow. I mean, Doug Peterson started eight games for the Browns. Uh-huh. Back in 2000. Back in 2000. Now, how did he play it that year? I mean, do we have to get into that? <laughs> do we really have to get into that? I'll save you the trouble. But why, why, why pick him over a guy like, uh, say, Josh McCown? Because was, is, I, I'm not sure which McCown was better for the Browns, truthfully. Josh McCown's the one who just has played everywhere. He's still playing at 40 years old, and he's not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't about to pick a McCown. I, I, don't, I don't want to pick a McCown. I just don't think I can <laughs> or should. I mean, now, granted, if this was drafting Bears quarterbacks, uh-huh. yeah, Josh McCown, I can understand. But with the Browns, no, no. I just, I, I can't, I can't do that. Can't force yourself to do that. Exactly. Doug Peterson won a single game with the Browns. <laughs> better, he, uh, than a, better than a lot of our quarterbacks. There are some, he is definitely better than. He, mm-hmm. threw, he threw for more than a thousand yards, his one in eight games, two touchdowns, eight picks. Two touchdowns, eight picks. <laughs> Could have been worse. All right. Definitely could have been worse. Fourth round now. There's still plenty of great names available. I'm taking Josh McCown. Now you're, you're just taking Josh McCown. I'm now. taking Josh McCown. I actually, I kind of wish I would have taken him a little bit earlier. Um, really? So you're surprised he fell this far. I, I actually am. I know he only won one game as the Browns starting quarterback. But <laughs> okay. if you, Same if number you, as Doug Peterson. Okay. Great you look start. At his, you look at his numbers um, in 2015. You know, 63% completion percentage, not great, not bad. Uh, he threw for 2,100 yards, but only played eight games. If you extrapolate that over an entire season, that's 4,200 yards. That's not bad. You okay, look the at his, following you look at his, season, though, not uh, great. Still not as bad as some guys. You look at his touchdowns to interceptions that year, 12 to 4. That's like 24 to 8. That's really good. You know, all of his advanced stats. Yeah, QBR, 50%. Um, you know, traditional passer rating, 93.3. Those aren't great, but they're certainly average, which, again, for a Browns quarterback is pretty good, right? I'd say it's that's true. that's fair. I mean, he also ran the ball surprisingly well for a guy that age. I remember uh, the next season he had that, uh, that amazing uh, leap into the end zone where he gets hit and kind of helicopters around. I do remember that, yes. Yeah, I think he, I think he was out the rest of the season after that. It's but, very possible. Josh McCown started eight games mm-hmm. for the Browns that year, and the Browns 
that season went three and thirteen. That was the first year after Brian Hoyer was run out of town. Mm-hmm. Lest we forget. I mean, the guy he's just a, he's a he's a baller. You know, he's not the most talented guy. He's obviously up there in years. But like even in that in that Eagles game this season, uh, in the playoffs, like he played hard. He nearly carried that team. He didn't, obviously, but. <laughs> Well, it's funny that it's funny that I just drafted with my last pick the head coach of the Eagles, mm-hmm. and you drafted a current Eagles quarterback. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? My goodness. Um is that like has he played in the playoffs at all before? No, that was, the, tw- that was 18 of twenty four. Yep. For hundred and seventy four his- yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Mm-hmm. That's not a terrible playoff like stat line all that's in all not, that's really especially not, considering you didn't start the game and also you're 40 years old playing in your first playoff game mm-hmm. he also ran the ball that game five times for 23 yards had a couple first downs who won uh not the eagles <laughs> <laughs> still you've got to respect that you know what i can I, you know what? i think you're gonna have to respect the guy who i'm gonna pick next i don't know that i will I think you I think you will. Um I'm going to pick a guy who I would argue did more against the Browns than he did for the Browns. Yeah. Memorably, but I think that you have to respect that from the guy and that is Bruce Gradkowski. Bruce Gradkowski. <laughs> yes, Bruce Gradkowski. You may not remember Bruce Gradkowski. I, and I and I can understand why. He only played in one game. He only started one game for the Browns. And it was a loss. Shocker. Now, Bruce Gradkowski, then, after that, so he started one game for the Browns, played in two. 7 of 21, own one, obviously. Several years later, he comes back as the backup for the Bengals. <laughs> and he comes into a game because Andy Dalton got hurt, I believe. Shocker. And led a comeback against the Browns and beat the Browns all those years later. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that very well, Kaufman. God, it was... Who could forget that? Who could forget it? I mean, that was... Because Bruce Gretkowski was not good. No. But he was good enough to beat the Browns. On to the fifth round, I suppose. The final round. So lots, plenty of options available. I mean... <laughs> there are some there are some very, very good college quarterbacks <laughs> on this Heisman, list. A couple of Heisman Trophy winners, I believe. Yeah. A couple of guys who a couple of guys who came close, definitely. This is this is very difficult at this point. I mean we're 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 really looking at just a lot of really, really bad quarterbacks now. Uh yes. I mean, I guess the I, I'm, I'm kind of torn here. I, I, you know, Colt McCoy showed some flashes of promise. Yes, uh, Brandon yeah. Whedon looked um, competent for a season. 
No, he didn't. The f- guy's first start, he tripped over the American flag. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say he looked good. I didn't say he even looked medium. I mean, maybe competent is a little bit of an oversell, but he looked like somebody who you could see playing in the NFL as a like a backup or something. I, I mean, he, I think he actually had, he had a, a backup pretty, for a little while. Yeah, he had a pretty uh, good career as a backup, actually. Um. He played for the what the Cowboys, the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is there? Charlie Fry. I was a big Charlie Fry fan. Not gonna lie, I was I was pretty sold on the guy. I think a lot of people were just because he was a local guy. Yeah, I mean, he was from Ohio. Went to Akron, mm-hmm. and he compl- And he was a good, solid passer at Akron. There's the Sean Kaiser. Um, That's not one you should pick. Even yeah. he, no, there's no draft where Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> should be the answer to any of this. No, I don't. I don't think so. Oh man. Um, gosh, Robert Griffin the third. He won that one game for us that one year. That was that was pretty nice. <laughs> um, remember, I mean, remember, you can always draft Terrell Pryor. Or he Charlie was a solid wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not drafting clipboard Jesus. <laughs> Why not? He seems like a nice guy. I'm, I'm trying to think. Who? Oh, you know who I'm going to pick? Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb. Yep. Guy that had that, uh, what was it? The um, all-time uh, playoff um most passing yards or something for the Browns that one year? I believe it's the uh, highest passer rating. Highest, oh, highest playoff, passer rating. Highest playoff passer rating in Browns history, minimum one game. <laughs> he, uh, he had a passer rating of 107.6, 26 of 43 for 429 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. That's not bad. It's not. Did the Browns what? win? No, of course not. No, but while he was with the, the playoffs, while he was with the Browns, he also had a positive touchdown to interception ratio, which is very rare, as I'm learning right now. <laughs> that, that is true. So you know you got to give him some credit for that. Um, yeah, you know I'm going with I'm going with Kelly Holcomb. I mean, he won more than one game with the Browns. Mm-hmm. A rarity. In fact, he won at least a game. For the Browns in three consecutive seasons. Is he the only person on the list to do that? No, that's not. I'm sure Tim Couch probably did. Tim Couch did. Um, Derek Anderson probably did. That's right. Um, no, Colt was only two years. It's like a lot of these guys. It's two years and then they're gone. Baker Mayfield should be very should be very thankful that he's getting a third chance. Well, who knows? Case Keenum might beat him out. I don't think Case Keenum is going to beat him out this year. I don't know. Baker wasn't exactly good last year. Baker was okay last year. He, again, positive touchdown interception ratio. Where he's a Browns quarterback. I can't remember a single good thing that Baker Mayfield did last year. <laughs> Except maybe those commercials where he's in the empty Browns stadium. <laughs> I think those might be it. All right, so who's so, your who's your pick? Who is the uh, Mr. Irrelevant? Irrelevant? Who there? There are some options here. There are some options. There's there's Trent Dilfer. There's I mean, I keep looking. I'm like Jeff Garcia keeps falling, keeps falling. I mean, 
Guy was a pro bowler several times. Just snap with the Browns. Sure, but, I mean, <laughs> I drafted, I think, the one Pro Bowl quarterback season the Browns have had since 99. So, there's that. And I took him in the first round, Derek Anderson. I, I mean, there are, there are plenty of guys who are just Thaddeus Lewis, I mean, Austin Davis, Kevin Hogan. How could we forget? Legendary. Do we, do we take a guy who... I think I need to take a quarterback who is a Super Bowl champion mm-hmm. and a pro bowler. Obviously, neither of these with the Browns. <laughs> a guy who I think is a pretty underrated quarterback over the years who I I mean a dual threat guy and a guy who may have helped save his head coach's job for a couple more weeks and that is Tyrod Taylor Tyrod Taylor <laughs> how could we forget Tyrod Taylor emphasis on Ty I thought you were going to go with Trent Dilfer honestly mm, I didn't wasn't feeling it a nice little uh, misdirection. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he was 1-1-1 one, one, and one with the Browns two mm-hmm. years ago. A 500. He was not good. His numbers were not good. After coming off of what I would argue are three solid seasons as a 500 quarterback with the Bills. In fact, over 500, 22-20. He uh, took them to the playoffs that one year. That was the first time they've been back to the playoffs in how long? Quite Remember, a while. They- and and they tried to bench him. Uh-huh. They tried to bench him, and he was so good, and Nathan Peterman was so bad that mm-hmm. they couldn't. Never right? made much sense they, yeah, to Nathan me. Pe- God, wait. <laughs> Nathan Peterman won a game with the Bills? Nathan Peterman won a game. Wow. What? <laughs> I just remember he got benched. He came in. No one had heard of him, and it was like he threw like three picks in the first quarter. <laughs> I thought he threw like... Three picks back to back to back, or something like that. It was something very weird. It was it was something very weird. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Nathan Peterman should should be a Browns quarterback. Quite frankly, he'd <laughs> fit right in. Probably wouldn't be our worst. Although I I want to say his current team is tech is the uh, Raiders right now. Oh, is it? I, say, I, I know he was I with the Raiders was, at one point, but I think then he got hurt. But. Uh, the Cleveland Browns that they finished seven, eight, and one two years ago. Lest mm-hmm. we forget, they were almost not awful. <laughs> and Hugh Jackson, he was one thirty-one, and they, they the Browns tied the opener of the season, where it was like, oh well, if they lose to the Steelers at home, uh, then he'll be fired, <laughs> and then. They they lost the next week at New Orleans. Okay, they won the following week. Then they lost back to back games in overtime, and it took a few more losses. And Hugh Jackson was fired at the bye week because the mm-hmm. Browns are the ones that love to fire their coaches at the bye week. <laughs> they do. Actually, no. He, sorry, he was fired before then. He was fired, but after losing to the Steelers a second time. That's right. That, that was like, during like many uh, Browns coaches. Uh, Todd Haley's attempted to. That's right. And then Todd Haley was also fired, which I think that is why Freddie Kitchens, 
I think Freddie Kitchens can thank Todd Haley for becoming an NFL head coach. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because he was using Todd Haley's playbook, which made the team look good, five and three under Greg Williams. God. So t- Todd Haley Todd Haley is actually a good football coach. He's just he's so paranoid a bad about person? a bad person. Yeah, he's so paranoid person. about everyone around. He, he apparently used to bug the offices and stuff when he was with the uh the Chiefs, like just this bizarre paranoia sort of things. But he was he was always he like a good playoffs with coach. him. He did. He was ten years ago. Didn't he take him to the Super Bowl that one year? No, they lost that one playoff game in uh twenty ten. They, they went to the – okay, that's right. That was Ken Wisenhut that took him to the Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, to bring this full circle with the Browns, Todd Haley was was fired, and then Romeo Cornell took over for the Chiefs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then Romeo Cornell – Romeo Cornell then went 2-14 and 14 as the Chiefs head coach. And then they hired Andy Reid, and that's uh, that's that. <laughs> Hey, that worked out for them pretty um, well. Todd Haley did not have a coaching job, at least as a coordinator, um, after the 2018 season with the Browns. He has not not worked in the NFL since. I wouldn't expect him to work in the NFL for a, a long time. Crazy. Just crazy. But yeah, so that is the draft. Let's look at some guys who we did not pick. Um, nobody picked Ty Detmer, <laughs> who was the only other quarterback than Tim Couch to start the uh, first season mm-hmm. for the Browns in their return. Um, let's see, nobody picked – I believe you mentioned Ken Dorsey. Was not going to pick Ken Dorsey, no. I really was thinking that uh, Brady Quinn would go somewhere. I thought Brady Quinn was going to get picked at some point. And I'm surprised he didn't draft uh, Colt McCoy, actually. You, in hindsight, I mean, Colt McCoy, had he not gotten injured in that national championship game, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a very different story and a very different career for him. Right. He was just never the same after that. No, I mean, his arm was just, he was no longer even able to really make enough passes downfield to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. And he was, I really thought, special the, that season. I mean, he was, he was a good runner, too, as a quarterback in college. Yeah. I mean, he was... Very athletic. Yes, and he was a... I mean, he completed a lot of passes. He was, again, just a guy who I thought was good in college, and he just never was the same after that injury. Right. Um, no one picked Brandon Whedon, Seneca Wallace... Um, Seneca Wallace, a true dual threat quarterback. Lest we forget. Yeah, he actually uh, played a lot, a lot of uh, wide receiver in uh, Seattle, didn't he? I think so. I believe he did. Yeah, he was uh, primarily used as a. Maybe he wasn't. He did run the ball a fair bit for uh, Seattle. Not too much. Um, Who else? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Cody Kessler was never even mentioned. No, Cody Kessler was not mentioned, even though he wasn't awful. Mm-hmm. USC quarterback. Gosh. 
He was just perfectly mediocre. Like he's fine. He was passable. He six touchdowns to two interceptions in 2016. But he was Owen Date as the team starter. So that doesn't do you any favors. He he kind of had the uh, Colt McCoy uh, noodle arm sort of thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He won two games as the starter for the Jaguars two years ago, apparently. Do you remember that? I do remember that actually. Yeah, they had a they had a really strong defense that year. That's right. They had benched Blake Bortles. Uh huh. I think that was more of a he didn't lose two games for them than he actually won two games. That's that's fair because he was benched for Bortles. Bortles was benched for him. Back and forth. Man, he's on the Patriots now. Believe it or not. Well, they're they're looking for a starting quarterback. <laughs> Maybe Cody Kessler is that guy. You never know. And uh, I, th- I mean, I think that's about it for dudes who we uh, who could have been drafted, but they weren't. So let's let's recap the draft. So, Stephen, with the first overall pick, you chose Baker Mayfield. Then you picked Brian Hoyer in the second, Tim Couch, Josh McCown, and Kelly Holcomb. Mm-hmm. I chose Derek Anderson, Jake DeLome. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl champion Doug Peterson, Bruce Gradkowski, and Tyrod Taylor. So, well, that was fun. I feel like I feel like the, we would have had some better options if we'd picked Browns before they left. <laughs> I would I would say so. Yeah, Any, anytime yeah. Otto Graham can be on your list, I think yeah. Oh, he was something special. I mean, Otto but, Graham's got to be number one overall. Right. Uh, yes. Autogram's number one. Then it's probably then Sipe and Bernie, and mm-hmm. then Frank Ryan. I mean, those are the four best quarterbacks in Browns history. Right. And I mean, yeah, Autogram. Eighty-one percent of his games he won. Fifty-seven wins, thirteen losses, one tie. How many uh, championships? Um, he is a three-time NFL champion. 50, 54, and 55. But even before he was with the uh, – before the Browns were in the NFL, I think the uh, – Oh, wait, that's right. That is – that's three-time NFL champion. Yep. That's true. Four-time AAFC champion. Mm-hmm. 46 through 49. Absolutely insane. Must Absolutely have been nice. Insane. Must have been nice <laughs> being so good that you are just dominant. Mm-hmm that you are that good at, at football. You go into a new league, and you dominate that too. Yeah, I wonder what it would be like to have a team that doesn't suck every year. Maybe we'll know eventually. We hope you enjoyed this edition of The Alex Kaufman Show. Thanks for listening.